Listener-supported KFUO AM850 in the St. Louis region. We are worldwide at KFUO.org. It's time now for our Moment of Faith. And with me today, as always for this segment, is Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Hi, Doug. Hi, Gary. Good afternoon to you. Well, it's the second and week of Advent, isn't it? We're already in the second week of Advent, and there are only four, so it's getting it's getting closer and closer <laughs> <laughs> to Christmas. In fact, we're just a few um, weeks away, wow. a little over two weeks. So get ready. Go out and buy your presents or whatever else it is that you've mm-hmm. got to do. Set up your Christmas tree. That would be even better. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's talk a little bit about the second week in Advent. Okay. Um, This week we hear Bible readings about John the Baptist, the one who's called to prepare the way of the Lord. And as we were preparing for our worship, our organist and another church member asked us to sing the hymn, On Jordan's Bank, the Baptist Cry. So I thought it would be good for us to look at this hymn today. Okay. Well, there isn't much of a story behind the writing of this hymn. It was written by, uh, in Latin by a man by the name of Charles Coffin in the 18th century. It was translated into English in the 19th century by John Chandler. That's the whole story. Okay. <laughs> it was included, <laughs> tr- tremendous, right? Yeah. It was included in Chandler's book, Hymns of the Primitive Church. I guess you had to hang around the 19th century to like hymn titles like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the tune uh, is a, an old Latin composition titled Per Nobis Nascitur. Easy for you to say. I just, I just love to speak <laughs> those, those uh, foreign languages. Yeah. It's a good thing I know what they're talking about this time. Mm-hmm. Although we sing Latin all the time and we don't even know it. Gloria in excelsis Deo. That's right. Didn't think about Which that. is glory to God in the highest. Right. So we know a little bit of Latin, too. Well, here's the first verse from the hymn in English. On Jordan's bank, the Baptist cry announces that the Lord is nigh. Awaken heart and for he brings glad tidings of the King of Kings. Well, it's interesting that John led the people to the Jordan River where the children of Israel crossed by a mighty act of God, parting the water, uh, as they were running away from the wilderness into the promised land. They had to pass through the waters to gain um, the promise that God had made to them hundreds of years before, when their ancestors, under Joseph, fled to Egypt, only then to become enslaved. John the Baptist wanted the people to pass through these same waters, baptizing them for the confession of their sins. You can see uh, very clearly how the New Testament picks up in this new Exodus theme, this passing through the water theme, to describe our baptism in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, We read in Romans chapter 6, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And so what St. Paul's trying to do there in the letter to the Romans is exactly the same thing John the Baptist was talking about. you got to go through water, and, and you have to drown in the water in order to have the new life. Interesting parallel there. Mm-hmm. 
so here's the second verse that kind of fills in what we were just talking about. Then cleansed me every life from sin, make straight the way for God within, and let us all our hearts prepare for Christ to come and enter there. You know what I like most about Bible is that it's never satisfied with giving us a teaching. We're always then taught the answer to the question, what does this mean? And we can find this answer given by John the Baptist to those who came to be baptized. And the crowds asked him, what then shall we do? And he answered them, whoever has two tunics, two robes, two coats, is to share with him who has none. And whoever has food is to do likewise. A bit later, Jesus' disciples learned a lesson from the Sermon on the Mount that gives a much clearer answer to the question, what then shall we do? Jesus teaches us to pray, you'll remember, give us this day our daily bread. In his small catechism, Martin Luther explains what daily bread is. Luther says, daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food and drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, good government, good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. If we have more clothing and food than we need, could not God be calling us to share what we have with those who do not have what we do? Could this be the best way we can do in our day to prepare the way for the Lord? Here's how verse 3 puts it. We hail thee as our Savior, Lord, our refuge and our great reward. Without thy grace we waste away like flowers that wither and decay. And so the question we have right now is, can we think of some ways to prepare the way for the Lord so that we are really ready to celebrate Christmas? And that's the question for Mm -hmm. this second week in Advent. That's a question to really ponder, too. Yeah. It's a good question. And uh, there's some good suggestions. If you want to go back to that uh, reading in Luke chapter 3, it isn't just the people who asked, what shall we do? There were a whole bunch of other people who asked Jesus the same thing. And he had something very specific to say to each of those people having to do with their callings. And you can connect each one of what Jesus had to teach them to petitions, uh, askings in the Lord's Prayer. Would you like to lead us in prayer? Yes, let's do that. Lord, thank you, among other things, for daily bread. May we understand that you can and do give us what we need without fulfilling our supposed need to hoard. Give us faith, hope, and love for others the way you first loved us. For we pray in the name of Jesus, who came to bring God's kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Now, next week, Doug, we have one final recording before our um, 12 Days of Christmas special programming. So next week, can we talk about the third week of Advent and the fourth week of Advent together? We could try. What we could do is we could talk about the third week, and then you can look forward to what's going on in the fourth week, because we'll have, again, the 12 Days of Christmas, and we won't have a segment for uh, that week. That's uh, what we have planned here, special programming coming up. So I want to make sure that we uh, touch on both the third week of Advent and the fourth. 
forth in our next discussion. Next week okay. is called Gaudate uh, Week, okay. which means rejoicing. So what I'd like to talk about this next week, and we could work this for both the uh, uh, the third and fourth week in, in Advent, okay. is the Isaac Watts hymn, Joy to the World. Okay. An interesting Christmas carol, if we would call it that, because it's the only Christmas carol that never mentions the nativity of Jesus. We'll see what we can do about doing Joy to the World next week. We'll, we'll do that. And then that's not All to right. be confused with. Remember that old pop song, Joy to the World? Jeremiah had a bullfrog. To the yeah, world. All the boys and girls all now. All the boys and girls. It's not that one. <laughs> no, it's not that one. Yeah. It's the one that most other people still do know. Yeah. <laughs> Joy to the world. That's the one. That's okay. the one, yeah. All right. So. We'll look forward to it. Yeah. I look forward to talking to you next week. And until then, you take care of yourself and have a great okay. uh, week. Thanks, Doug. All right. Thanks, Gary. We Bye. are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org.